Good morning. Um, today is Yud Bez Adar, Yud Bez Adar Aleph. Um, we're in chapter 29. So I just want to take a moment to notice before we even start today's Tanya at all that we, we're speaking the words in this week's chapter about a lot about like I, 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 being our, our animal soul or being our godly soul. Am I my animal soul? Am I my godly soul? And I just want to like take a step back for a second and just notice that like, <coughs> it's possible that everybody's aware of this. I'm not sure. But I know for myself that I've spent a lot of time in my life kind of thinking of my godly soul, my animal soul as like things inside of me. But that's not what it is. There, our godly soul and our animal soul are not things inside of us in the same way that I am not me. <laughs> like my godly soul is a state of experiencing myself and my animal soul also is a state of experiencing myself. Neither of them are spaces in me, but they are ways of experiencing the totality of who I actually am. Who I am is the breath of Hashem. What does that That's who I am. The godly soul is in the mind and the animal soul is in the heart. It's in the, it's the same way that my power of thought is in my mind. Right. That's the nerve endings are in my mind. And yet it's not, it's not like thought is limited to my mind. Right. It's thought is an experience, right? I so think it's, I think it's easier. Like, we're such physical humans, though. So it's, it's easier it, when there's something to physically, like, and it's important to do that to an extent but the reason why it's important to notice that is because when we say that we are our animal soul in this chapter we don't become something else when we're talking about the fact that we are our animal soul what we're saying that when we're, what we're saying when we're saying that I'm identifying as my animal soul is literally that that I'm identifying my identity through the lens of animal soul consciousness which is what that when I look in the mirror I see myself as a separate being from Hashem I see myself as a human being who sometimes lives a spiritual experience Whereas when I'm identified with my godly soul, I look in the mirror and I see a spiritual being. I see divine light who is engaged and embodied in a human experience because so says Hashem. So it's not that I actually change. It's that my, my experience of myself changes. Happens to be that the purpose of all of creation is to channel our experience of ourselves to match Hashem's experience. of our, that, That's literally why we're alive. So it's not like a... It's not like a problem that this is like this is what it's about, you know what I mean? But we're just noticing that it's not like we actually become something else. It's that we are identifying as something else. So I just just quickly it reminds me of like that story of like the guy with the kapata and the business suit that like would come to the Rebbe, right? And like he would always come in the kapata, he would always come in the kapata and then like go home and go do his business. And then one day he's like, "What am I doing? Like I'm not, you know, I can't like I can't just keep lying to the Rebbe." So instead, he came in his business clothing. And the rabbi says, like, until now, I thought you were the, I thought you were the kapata guy who would also come in the business suit. But now I see, like, you know, maybe said, it's the opposite. He said, such, he said oh, the whole time I thought you were fooling them. Oh, no, you were fooling me. Okay, I beautiful. I love that story. Beautiful. So but it's funny, though, because I always had a problem with that story. Because, like, why is the rabbi saying that, that, like, you're fooling me? Like, the truth is that this guy is the kapata guy. Is the, but really, the depth of the story is that the sky is beyond the kapata guy. The guy is beyond any of the clothing. Right. The clothing are both the way that he's identifying himself. And that's what we're talking about with our God, our animal soul. I essentially am literally the breath of Hashem always. That's never going to change. Just like this table is essentially the Divar Havai. Like the reality of reality is the reality. <laughs> like, and then the, the way that I'm identifying with my God, this or my animal soul doesn't actually change who I am. It's the way that I'm experiencing who I am, which again, isn't just a detail of creation, but it's actually the purpose of creation. So in today's chapter, in, in this week's chapter, if until now we were talking about sadness and now we're talking about apathy, right? We were talking about atzvahs and now we're talking about tumtum halev. What really is the difference? 
Sadness is I have parts. Sadness is I have an animal soul, meaning I experience the sadness when I'm realizing that I have a part of me and I have many parts of me that are saying I'm the wrong person in the wrong time and this is the wrong thing at the wrong time and this isn't what it should be. That's the sadness. Timtum halev is a state beyond that. And we don't always experience Timtum halev. I do think that we all have experienced it at some points and we will all continue to, but it's not a constant state, generally speaking, unless somebody's deeply entrenched in trauma. But Timtum halev is really the state of not I have parts, but I am my parts. It's when we're so identified with our animal soul or, or with that specific section of our animal soul, with that specific belief of our animal soul, that it's not that I have a thought that's telling me this. It's this is literally the actual and ultimate truth. Like yesterday I had an experience with one of my clients in therapy. I was like, I learned from my therapist that like I'm allowed to actually like laugh <laughs> as a therapist. Like I'm actually allowed to like be human. Like, and you know? And anyways, I, I literally like, and not laugh when it's not genuine, but like when it's like a moment of like, oh my gosh, this is like really ironic that we're experiencing this. Like I, like, I let myself experience it. And so I literally just started laughing. Why, why was I laughing? Because this is girl, she's a teenager. And like, she has enough self-awareness that like when she's doing this, we're both kind of aware that she's aware that she's doing this, but she can talk for like 10 minutes at a time in the most logical even tone calculated as if like she's talking about like the theory of two plus two equals four and why that makes sense because when you take one and then you add another one and then like just like a a mathematical equation but of what that she's essentially a loser like but it's so calm and it's so logical and it's so and it's like the same and then like we were just like noticing we were laughing about like how like that logic applies in like all these different areas of her life. Like how, yes, it's good that people were mean to her because then she became somebody who isn't as annoying. And like the way that she talks about it isn't like, I had this experience and it hurt so much. And you know, it's like, no, this is really, this is the truth, right? And it's like, there's this moment that that's the Tim Tim Halev. What, what, is, what is she experiencing then? That it's not that I have a part of me that's saying that I am something other than the breath and love and light of Hashem. It's not that I have a part of me. I, that I experienced this thing that really made me believe that I am not essentially worthy of eating food. <laughs> it's not that she's believed. It's not that she's not saying that. She's saying, no, I actually can't eat food because then I will become fat and then I will no longer have love. Like that is actually the truth, Right? So that's what we're experiencing here. That's, that's, that's chapter 29. And what we're noticing is that chapter 29 is, we're, we're, we already dealt with a lot of stuff. Chapter 29 is like, we're at, like, are you still, after everything else, are you still coming up against this? We've already tried opening our heart to the godless of Hashem. We've already tried opening our mind to the godless of Hashem. We've already tried the chachma bin adas. We've already tried, and now we're at this point where we're still stuck, where we're still not able to daven, where we're still in this space of, enwrapped by the shell of our klipa instead of being able to see like hey there's actually more here than just this object than only this animal soul consciousness so that's that's chapter 29 it's that i am this instead of i have this and what's the answer in chapter 29 splintering the log shviras halev feeling it instead of just continuing to be numb by it. And what does that mean? I think it means a few things. To me, it's funny, like, when it I think... It's so crazy. If it's yeah. true, then it doesn't have to hurt. If it's true, then like, it doesn't have to hurt. Like, if it's just this logical equation, 
but in your mind it doesn't hurt yeah exactly well, it does deep down but you're not well you're, you're not, not experiencing it yeah exactly exactly oh oh i get what you're saying maybe our animal souls protect us by overly identifying with it so that we don't have to feel the pain of it yeah like if there's no other <laughs> option cool. of what could be true here right then i don't have to think about it and yeah, it's just this is what it is right. what it's not it is what it is. Right. It's actually crazy. You want to say interesting? Last, the, literally, in, in it was actually a different session yesterday, but there was this point where like we were like journeying through this experience that one of my clients had of like it was specific. It was actually about food and like how people would tell her a lot like don't eat whatever all these different things. And then at one point I asked like what would have happened? And she, but at one point I asked her basically like what would have happened if like you stood up to those people. Why should she stand up to those people? And she literally said, not only why should she, but as a, as a kid, when she was just starting to learn that. At this point, it's like, no, it's true, I shouldn't eat. But we were, talk, we were going back in the memories of when that, that going back in memories, we're going to really talk about this tomorrow, is splintering the log. It's saying, this belief system did not start out of nowhere. It came from somewhere. There was a journey that led to me believing this. Is it, why, why, does, why does it matter that there's a journey that led to believing this? Because what that's showing me is that this isn't the objective only truth. Something taught me this about myself. And, we, and we, were, we were going back to those early experiences of when she was starting to learn. And I, and I asked, like, why didn't you stand up for yourself? Like, why didn't you say, like, hey, don't treat me like that? And the answer was, which will be the answer generally in most abuse, even small, tra- small T trauma cases, is it would have been more shameful and painful to stand up to that person that was hurting me than to just believe them and, and take it in. The pain would have been worse if I said, this isn't true, than if I just said, this is true. Because that person was big and scary, and I'm small and little. It's so crazy. Opposite of denial. Animal soul says, I take in your belief of me because I'm looking for a home. I need a belief. I need a belief system. I don't have an essential space of self. So you, big adult, tell me who I am. You, big bully, even if you're my age, tell me who I am. You, older sister who's prettier than me, tell me who I am. You, boy who doesn't like me, tells me who I am. You, all of these stimulus around us is telling us who we are, and we're believing it, and we just learn it. And it's like, okay, now this is who I am. Comes a point where we're an adult. We now have access to our godly soul and our animal soul. In an ideal setting, as a banani, we're able to hold our animal soul and say you you believe this but i believe something else and with my belief of the higher truth i can actually hold your belief too and work with you and tenderly hold you and all that stuff but in chapter 29 we're talking about an experience where that belief of the animal soul is not something that i have inside of me it is it is just the truth i'm still in a space where this is really just what it is it's like whack-a-mole it's like it's if you conquer and things never pass them then the next thing happens, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you get better at it for sure, and it's not, all of a sudden, they're not popping up as fast, you're not having to hit them as fast, but it's like, like, yeah, you've gone willing, like, you know, it's not like you'd reach a place where it would, where those wouldn't exist, but like, you know, we're being in it. But I think it's gonna the be whole like point that. is to whack a mole. For sure, but. When you're in this state, you can't like, whack a mole. That's exactly what we're saying. We, in chapters 26 and 27, we talked about whack a mole. That's the scoffia. The purpose of our lives is literally to whack a mole. And not to whack a mole like whack, whack, whack. Whack a mole like hi, 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 hi. Ooh, another one. Ooh, another. That's I have parts. That's I have animal soul. And that, the Altar literally said, is the greatest simcha that you could possibly experience in this lifetime is realizing that when you do iskafia, you are literally accomplishing the purpose of all of creation. That is like... 
That is everything. That's my uncle told me he's like the way Tanya puts it this way. The harder the journey seems, it's just that means you're doing more work because the more whack a moles you're whacking, yeah. the more you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Yes, the exactly. more you're engaging with the it's the greatest. The, uh, yeah. I don't know what you were saying before. Yeah. The feeling is you over identify you not over identify you identify with it. So that's not. It's the opposite of denial, but it comes from the same root. It's the opposite end of the spectrum, but they're both rooted in the same spot. Exactly. Now like, this doesn't so well said, exist. Yeah. And this is, like, like obviously this is what it is because yeah. you're not in the middle of, like, feeling it. You just don't want to feel it either yeah. way. The denial is also symptom of belief. The denial is you're actually believing it. You're just not processing the fact denial that you're believing it. Just, <laughs> this is not true. Denial could also be this is true. It's just if it's the opposite of what it is. Exactly. Right. That's a really right. good way to put it. That's really true. It's really cool, yeah. It's like the beginning of the book. Like the, 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 the Tim Tamale was the two opposite sides of the spectrum. The over-identification or the denial. But it's not the actually being able to look at it and say, like, this feel is it. it feel it and face it. Exactly. As Bainanim, we never don't feel... I, in, as ideal Bainanim, what our journey of Bainanim is, is that there's never a space in this lifetime which we are not able to breathe inside of. Ever. We can breathe in the Yamsuf. We can breathe with the klipa. We can breathe everywhere. There's never a space that's not in a malvade. This timtum halev is I'm in this shell. I'm enwrapped in this shell that's saying something other than that. Like, I'm not able to hold this because it is me. What is the answer? The answer is essentially literally to break the shell. That is the answer, that we have to break the shell. And we're just noticing that breaking the shell isn't this mean avaida. The shell wants to be broken. <laughs> like, the klipa to begin with doesn't want... It's like a little kid that's like saying like, but I need this, but I, it's like really what it needs is you. <laughs> like, what does it need to really? splinter the wall? So I, I think a few different things. I go through it like on a few different levels. I think on a simple level, it's just like realizing that the log is splinterable. Like realizing that the log is not just the totality of who I am. Like this is able to be splintered. <laughs> like it's literally like penetrating, poking a little bit like knock, knock, hello. You know, like you are not the fullness of who I am. But on a deeper level, if you're talking about splintering a log in the terms of like that we're saying, like shviras halev, and like actually like feeling the pain, I think it's two things. I think it's first of all, looking at the bully, which is in this case our animal soul that is hijacking our ability to see ourselves clearly and saying like, bro, I am not okay with this. I'm not okay with this. I have divine light surging in my body and you are stopping me from seeing that. Like there's a certain open-hearted anger. Like Hashem feels anger. In the Torah, Hashem feels anger. There's a certain level of like passion and open-hearted, not closed-hearted anger. Closed-hearted anger is when we're like, what is like closed-hearted anger is when we're trapped in just like that person's annoying and so I can't deal with them. Open-hearted anger is when I'm actually assessing the situation clearly and it's making me filled with a fiery indignation. <laughs> like, open-hearted... Open <laughs> open-hearted fire is like, open-hearted anger is like what we feel towards Hamas. Like, you don't mess with my brothers and sisters. Right? That's, right now, what we're saying, we have, the altar is teaching us that we have to start feeling towards our animal soul. Again, not as plan A. Plan A is chachma bin adas. Plan A is meichen the godless. Plan A is meditating on Hashem's greatness. Plan A is... Opening our hearts and our minds to Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekin Hashem Lachad, to seeing Hashem as part of me, naturally that flows in my animal soul. And then I can hold my animal soul. That's plan A. Moach Shalit Al Halev. That I activate my divine soul and I can hold my animal soul. That's plan A. Plan B is when I'm trying to do that and yet my animal soul is not letting my divine soul be activated because she's so stuck in saying, I need to protect you like this. (laughs) 
What? Am I saying this is for sure true? I'm saying true? this is for sure true. Yeah. And the answer there is to literally go and say, I, I, I'm not going to let this happen. It's like, but it's not, I'm not going to let this happen in like a denial way. it's true. How do you even do this work? Yeah. Yeah. There's not even a log <laughs> to splinter. Yeah, then you have to go. There's always a log to splinter. But I'm saying like. There's always a log to splinter. That's why, we're at the, that's why we're up to 29, chapter 29 of Tanya. That question is, you you're essentially know. asking, maybe my animal soul is actually who I am. We've already learned. I'm saying that someone who's in this state, they're not thinking like, oh, like up until we now, need a until chapter 29. We need a Rebbe. We need a Rebbe. We need somebody who can look at us clearly. And again, maybe the Rebbe is the actual Rebbe. Maybe the Rebbe is the, uh, the power of the Rebbe inside of ourselves. But it's the space where we can notice that's what that's what we've literally been talking about that being able to differentiate between animal soul and godly soul to the extent that even when i'm identifying with my animal soul and that's kind of like what happened with my client like when we started laughing like we were aware of how she was identifying with the animals with the we don't call it animal soul but like with the part of her that was saying that she's the loser you know what i mean and she was not much identifying with it but there was a voice there of higher consciousness of like lol <laughs> you know what i mean like this is this is so kind of not the WhatsApp. it's exactly like there's so obviously more to this yeah yeah but let's let's go inside okay. so I feel like 12 minutes eh? kinda, 12 minutes eh? like <laughs> like oh my, it's been 17 minutes oh my gosh <laughs> i thought it was like five minutes not a bad way um <laughs> Okay. Let's let's go. On, let's read inside. I want to ask a question on what you're Is this going to take more than five minutes? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, okay, the M came, and if so, if so, what is if so in relation to the last paragraph of yesterday, Tanya, that as a Bainani, I'm identifying with my animal soul instead of my godly soul, meaning I'm identifying with I'm a human being who has a lot of complicated problems <laughs> instead of I'm a divine soul who has the complex nature of also having an animal soul. It's the difference between, somebody told me this recently too, that is that it's different, the difference between being complicated and complex. Complicated is when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, bro, what the heck is wrong with me, right? Complex is when you say, I am this, what? Wow. Wow, exactly. Like I'm the divine love of Hashem in this world. And part of Hashem's beauty is that I have an animal soul and I have a godly soul and I have inner darkness and I have inner light and it's all part of the rainbow like it's all you know like I'm not afraid to show oh, up so good it's really good eh? you could look at the same thing and be either compli- say it's either complicated or complex, complex. I know it's really exciting I love that I know <laughs> me too new favorite word new favorite word complex complex baby complex baby okay if so that I am identified with my animal soul instead of my godly soul I am far from Hashem, okay? Noticing, guys. When, do you, when does it mean to be far from Hashem? Are we ever far from Hashem? Hashem is literally everything. That is the foundation of Hasidus. Simsum lo kipshotei. There is not a mo- Hashem is this just as much as this is a table. Like this is, Hashem is here. What does it mean that I'm far from Hashem? I literally was thinking, it's like, it's like knowing that like Hashem is whispering in your ear his deepest secrets and like you're wearing headphones, Right? It's standing back to back. You're, you're a whole world apart. So my mother's riddle of like, what's the farthest two people can stand from each other when they're standing back to back, right? That's the sarichuk, that we're not identifying with 
our divine center and we're instead identifying with all of the with the animal soul's experience to the extent that I am literally chasing after things that are the opposite of God because I'm so unaware of Hashem in real of Hashem in my reality. And then this is specifically, this is always this thing in Tanya that Alter, you notice that Alter, you're so excited. I'm right? so sure. excited. Because maybe like when they say you, you think you're far from Hashem, it's not like Hashem in the sky who makes the world go around. It's far from like Hashem as he is life and love and happiness and fullness and goodness so like you chase things that try to make you feel that way oh like, do you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah it's so beautiful it's you see it's like direct correlation it's direct correlation oh, i'm not far from my shen so i go do an avera it's i feel far from the life of love, love. <laughs> and like the life what real life is right now and so i have to go receive that life force from something over there, instead of from my divine essential connectivity right yeah. here. It's crazy. It's so fun. <laughs> that was probably obvious, but like... That's not obvious. Are you kidding? This is why we're tripping. We experience it. We have to come back and then back and back. This is just, side note, just interesting to know that in the Tanya, the Altar Abit, we're Rasha B'Tavle trying to be Bainanim. The Altar Abit, a Bainani is somebody who is... N- not actively actually ever doing the Avera, but it's a separate, we'll, we'll talk about it a different time. But it's, it's the Bainani still has the animal soul consciousness. Uvazeh, and in this, in, what is in this? In the fact that the Bainani is having moments where he's identifying with his animal soul, and having moments where he's identifying with the otherness instead of with the MS. He is more, I'm gonna read, I'll read the English to appease Masyas so that we can actually go for it. He is inferior to and more loathsome and abominable than unclean animals and insects and reptiles as mentioned above. As is written, I am a worm and not a man. What does this mean? What are we saying? Ooh, never mind. Let's stop learning Tanya. What, we're, what I feel like Altar was saying is that for what is an animal? What is an animal? Survival. An animal is perfect. Why is an animal perfect? Because an animal is created to be an animal and they are being an animal. An animal is klipa, klipas noga, or shalash klipas, even shalash klipas. It is doing exactly what it is meant to be, doing, it is, it is doing exactly what it is meant to do, and it is being exactly what it is meant to be. There is not one moment of an animal's life in which they sever themselves from their true self. Comes the Yid, comes a Jewish, be- Jewish soul, comes us. We are essentially people that have the opportunity and possibility of being reflections and refractions and manifestations of Hashem's divine love and light breathing right now in this world. And then what do we do? We look in the mirror and we say, Ah, oh, you, nah, nah, nah. And we look at ourselves and we say, oh, you, nah, nah. And then we look at other people and we're like, you, blah, blah, blah. And we're identifying with a state of being which is not our true selves. We're identifying with our animal soul, which is saying that you're otherness from God. You're a fragmented person. You're not the breath of Hashem. And in that moment, yes, I'm worse than an animal. Why? Because in reality, I am more than the animal. The animal being the animal is not bad. I become lower than the animal when I stop being who I actually am. When I go to the level of animal, which is identifying with my animal soul, 
what's the problem with that? Is that really that's not who I am? Really, who I am is the divine light and love of Hashem. You see, I, I knew you were going to say that. But I have a question on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, the altar uses a warm. And yeah. Well, he says unclean animals and excessive reptiles, but then he says when it is lost, right? Yeah. Layish. So it could use any animal, but like even with Tyra, there's the thing about like animals, certain animals like are, you know, better than others. Where like a lion is like strong and is like the pride of the kingdom, and you have like the leopard, which is like bold, and you have all these different things, right? And like a worm is generally used to be like, oh, like on the ground in the yeah. dirt. Yeah. I mean, the like, Shoham also broke down this mythos. Right. Okay. No. Good. <laughs> we should definitely explore the metaphorical meaning of that. But like, it's used to be like, oh, it's so lowly, and you know. Yeah. So the altar could have used anything, but it's like a warm. So I'm guessing like the lowest level. Because that's exactly what we're saying. I, I that we that end up feeling. But can we translate Umeshuka to Messiah? Like, what do they? Do you know what they mean in the Hebrew? No. I want to look into it. Let's look into it right after Tanya. What was the other one I want to look into? Oh uh, yeah, from Hebrew. Yeah, what was that one? I don't know, but let's look into it. But yeah, it's interesting. It's it's not easy to notice this, but what's it's not the initial flow with this is like what the heck. But honestly, I'm at a point with this where I'm like I don't even feel what the heck anymore. Like yeah, it's true. It's true. If it's true that I am a divine being of love and light and Hashem's breath, then it's also true that the moments that I'm not aligning with that and i'm instead aligning myself as a worm as this low to the ground in not important just random mass of human body experience that like has to just figure out a million things and get a million things done in my day and like move to the next stage of life and like figure like all that stuff that like is animal soul consciousness I'm, I'm worse than an animal because why? Because it's not who I am. It's like the extremity of the negative is the flip side of the extremity of the positive. Why is it so loathsome? Because my true self is so freaking bright. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's the... But I'm going, I keep going back to the shot. Like the shot, sorry, not the shot. The, for the lusting drive and his animal soul is capable of lusting also after forbidden things. Now we're translating these as anything that is otherness, that is... Not, forbidden things right? I need something outside of what Hashem is telling me that I need to be happy and to be alive that's forbidden things that Hashem is telling me that you have an amount of life force energy inside of you right now that is enough for you to be fully alive and that in order to activate that life force energy do halacha you only need what's in the confines of halacha comes Chana Rachmani and says no I don't have enough I also need not to see skirt <laughs> I also need that not kosher food I also need that I also need alcohol. Oh, we. That's funny. I also need all that other stuff in order to be, in order to have essential aliveness and essential, essential life. So it's the exact. It's the pshat. Just understanding what's actually going on. We're not redefining the pshat. We're just seeing what it actually feels like. Do you lust after forbidden things? Yeah. Why? Because I'm human. But go deeper. If you go deeper, the. Okay, so it, it's like if we want to stay in the shot, we can, but it's. It's just like. It's hard for me because I think of shot very much as like Chumash. And I'm like, Tanya shouldn't just be shot. We should have. Tanya should be the Mepharshim too. And I feel like we're like, no. It actually says that Tanya is the Tarshi Bachsav of Chasidis. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I don't know. I, I'm honestly serious that I don't know that 
I'd be able to experience what I experienced in Tanya without the Rebbe. And without, I mean, like, without the depth of... Right, but the Rebbe's all, the whole thing. I know what, we spoke about this, that we have, and it would be limiting, and we said, we don't want that, we want to go, like, we don't want the explanation, we want to... Mm. Like, so, bigger conversation. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know why I can't, like, right now, I'm just not it's okay it's okay i think it's trusting the process too like i've said this a few times but i really do believe this that like there's a point of like looking at the altar Rebbe and saying like yo why the heck did you say it like this i don't get it but it's like in any relationship when somebody comes up against the grain and is like acting in a way that's different than you would want them to when you're in relationship with somebody see when you're when you're in relationship with somebody you look at them and you say let's talk about this because I trust that you actually do have my best interests in mind. Right. I trust that you do love me and that like we can get through this and that like really in your inner intention, you were not trying to hurt me. So I'm curious what was actually going on, you know? And like, I think that that's, that's our relationship with Alter Ebbe here. But, uh, it's already been half an hour, so let's just finish this inside. Oh, we did it <laughs> no, there's one more paragraph. Um, okay. <laughs> it's always hard to go back into the flow after the brain in part. <laughs> But now this person is basically saying, basically the extent of feeling the, the shvira, the extent of feeling the burden of like that I'm not identifying, that, that I'm experiencing myself as my animal soul is the flip side of who I actually am, which is the divine light that is more than just this shell. And now somebody, this is in parentheses, but somebody now can come to the Alter Rebbe and say like, hey, yo, but Alter Rebbe, like, or it's actually I literally not to keep bringing up therapy today, but I actually experienced this recently. I love with, when you bring up therapy. So. It's like my highlight. I'm like, ooh, which one? <laughs> that it, it recently happened that we were like in. Ooh. We were in the. Um, thank you. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Now your notes will smell yummy. Do you know how much coffee is spilled on this Tanya? So much coffee. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, let's just finish this quickly. That means to me there was. Um, there, we were talking about like the depth of somebody's experience of their pain, yes. essentially, and then suddenly she says, "But it's fine. I, I'm not, I don't always feel this. <laughs> like it's fine. I don't I don't I don't always feel this. This I don't always feel this. Sometimes I'm usually I'm just fine. Most of my week I was fine. Yeah. And it's like that's exactly what Alter was saying here that vegam so somebody's coming up and saying I'm, I'm usually experiencing, experiencing I'm experiencing myself where I'm sometimes experiencing myself as burdened and as confined by the shell of my animal soul that's telling me I'm a certain identity other than the love and breath of Hashem other than divine light and goodness and abundance and presence and everything but it's fine because usually it's, sometimes it's okay sometimes I just can it's fine Alter was saying like And even though you sometimes are fine, if you have parts of you that are I still identifying by the shell of the animal soul, not that you have animal soul, but having animal soul is perfect. Having animal soul is the ultimate simcha of our lives. Identifying as my animal soul, not saying I am my animal soul. Yes, even though there may be moments in my day where I'm like, okay, but it's fine. No, no. My journey of my life is to uncover this shell and break through this shell and why is that? Why, why am I able to do this? Because in reality, 
like what is this whole why are we doing this whole journey because in reality I never have been my animal soul the animal soul has always been an op- option of identification but never actually me I'm always this one, one with Hashem to be continued tomorrow Hi. Sorry, guys, that one